Welcome back to our podcast, Two Slips in a Gully, where we talk everything cricket and everything happening in the cricket world right now. I'm joined by Manav and Nayan. And recently in the ongoing India-England test series, Ashwin just picked up his 500th test wicket. And he's one of many of the greats uh, of this game, um, not just off spinners, but when we think about some of the greats of this game in general. And just thinking about the impact he's had on this game, um, I mean, he's been quite extraordinary with the bat and the ball, but it also brings uh, the question of who are some of the other legends of uh, the game currently and have they contributed as, as much as he has or perhaps more? Um, I mean, we could talk about um, like the Fab, Fab Four, right? Um, in that sense, like currently the top um, four best batters in all formats, uh, Williamson, Coley, Smith, and and Root, uh, you know, and how how they've just kind of left a mark and shown their class in <clears throat> overseas and home conditions in you know many different competitive tournaments and series and uh, multiple World Cups. Uh, I mean, Williamson right now has scored like he's on. He's like a run machine right now. He's he's been scoring like what is it? His is this like his third hundred in like a couple of matches? Um or like one summer. Uh I think it's his second against South Africa in this in this series that they just concluded. Um, you know, so that's you know, that's just again like the the class of these um these current batters who are now kind of into their getting to the twilight of their careers, right? Um and then you have bowlers, right? I mean, there isn't really a, a, an established like Fab Four of bowlers, but um, you know, the likes of Bumrah, Cummins, uh, Bolt, Stark, Rabada, like you know, same these guys. And then there's Jimmy Anderson, who's I think in a, I mean, he's in his like his own. He's in a world of his own because at this moment, like, there isn't anyone who's like 41, 42 years of age who's still bowling 135 Ks. Um, as a fast bowler and he's he's nearing 700 test buckets so i mean he's that you know that's just incredible um yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of different players going around uh currently who are who definitely i mean th- their careers are still going on but definitely by the time they retire they will be known as um just as like with Ashwin as like the greats of the game um along with the players of the past Whenever this topic is brought up of the Fab Four of bowling, I think that we disregard sort of spinners, I guess, because a few episodes ago we were talking about bowling Fab Four and, you know, I think all of us were mentioning Pacers. So where do spinners come in? Um, Yeah, so in that regard, I mean, I think it's a very tricky thing because I feel like spinners are sort of almost their own thing, but also, um, you know, like, when it comes to format-specific bowlers, like, 
I am drawn to Tesla. I I'm I'm thinking about like as I as I mentioned Ashwin, but also like someone like uh, Nathan Lyon, you know. So I think spinners are perhaps I would say maybe uh, a bit more different in that regard of sort of how many all format spinners have consistently been performing, and then have they really been comparable to the likes of like as we as we just you know kind of mentioned like Boomerang Cummins, not to necessarily uh, you know underplay the the impact of spinners, but uh, and again it doesn't have to be solely a spinner. I mean, but in in that regard, because if it is uh, you know someone that's an all rounder, we could look at someone like Jadeja, who uh, you know is pretty solid in all, all the formats and I would say is on his way to becoming a great in regards to his bowling, but he's not recognized primarily for his bowling. That's what I feel like. I mean, I think Jadeja for, I think he still is generally more recognized for his bowling and his batting, but he's definitely become more of like an all-rounder in that sense. Um, I mean, I think, I think one of the reasons why spinners that there's not like a consistent, like they're not really in the conversation for like, um, bowling, like, like a fab four or whatever is probably just because you don't have, there's not a lot of spinners who bowl, um, like across formats, uh, in terms of like off spinners are generally more in like longer formats. And then you have a lot of leg spinners in the shorter formats. Um, and we've seen that throughout, I mean, I think starting maybe 2018, 2019, that started happening because we had people like Kuldeep Yadav, even Adil Rashid was playing like test cricket. Um, but then, I don't know, like, you know, it started to become like like much more just like off spinners, an off spinner game, uh, like in test cricket. And like leg spinners aren't really like, are kind of like not really chosen for for test cricket because it's seen as more like the variations and everything are for good, like, like for like T20 cricket, like uh, Rashid Khan and um etc so i think like just because of that like it's hard to like kind of label like certain spinners as being like in a fab four because like like take someone like rashid khan like he he plays really just like t20s so like you couldn't compare him to like some of the pacers who or like you couldn't compare him um and like nathan line in that sense uh because nathan line's more like you know he toils for his all right, all right. Hold, on, hold on hold on hold on hold on we're gonna we're gonna change the topic a little bit here I just saw a stat and it says dealing in tons, most consecutive 50 plus scores converted to hundreds in mess in men's test matches. Don Bradman has 12 consecutive. Kane Williamson is the only one behind him and he has eight. That is just ridiculous, dude. I mean, the guy has been on an absolute tear and it's crazy to imagine that if he wasn't hurt for like majority of last year, just how crazy a year that would have been for him because when he was playing, he was phenomenal. No, it's like simply when Kane isn't injured, he's practically untouchable. I, I think, um, you know, obviously he's he's think, had his his rough patch, but he's pretty much in in every format. He's he's simply one of the most co- consistent players, and he's absolutely justified, regardless of what people criticize him about his home or away uh, stats. He's he's brilliant in all you know formats. Prob- you know what the problem is? The problem is this South Africa team. Is missing Rabada, Norkia, um, 
Nandre Berger was pretty good against India as well. Uh, Ingidi, uh, the batsman like Markram and stuff. I mean, the only experienced guy they really have is Keegan, is uh, Keegan Peterson. But as far as the bowling is concerned, they they're kind of they kind of don't have anyone because everyone's resting. And I mean, I mean, I think Dane Pied actually did pretty good. Um, in terms of bowling, he took a five for, and then he was the only one who took wickets in the second inning. Okay, eight. okay, okay. All right, all right. But what I was gonna say was, they don't have their big names. So when Kane is scoring these scores, and you guys know exactly which which type of fans I'm talking about, there are people that are gonna be on social media and saying that, oh my God, there's no this guy, there's no that guy, there's no that guy, and right now because Holy is not playing, I think Kane Williamson is the best batsman in the world currently because Root's out of form. Smith has barely played recently. Uh, I mean, besides the West Indies series. Um, Holy is not playing. Bobber is playing domestic leagues. Like, who else is really there to sort of, that we can say, all right, this guy's comparable to Kane Williamson right now in current form. I feel like just, yeah, as you mentioned with the way like things have been, right, currently, uh, I mean, Smith has sort of promoted himself to the opening spot in test, but we also have to look at, he really has been poor recently um, in T20s, and then ODIs, you know, I mean, he's been pretty pretty all right. But, and then Joe Root seems to be playing this this current um, India-England series as a specialist spinner, with all due respect. No, but in all seriousness, no, I, I, I think Kane is just, he's you know, putting up this level of consistency that's unmatched. I don't think you can really... And, and, and like, Virat comes close, but the problem is they're not playing him frequently enough currently to where... Um, I mean, I, the guy yeah. the guy is out. That, that, that's why I said last year that, especially during World Cup time, that Williamson and Coley are kind of carrying the Fab Four because Root hasn't... I mean, I don't know what Root did yesterday to Boomerang. I don't know what kind of shot that was. He literally did his wicket. And that sort of started a collapse. Like England were what two hundred for two, and then they got like all out at three nineteen or something like that. So he he has been really struggling with the bat, and it's gotten to the point where I think Ravi Shastri on commentary said that Roots bowled more overs than runs he scored in this series. Yeah, no, but, that's yeah, that's exactly what he said. So unexpected of a player like Root, you know, because he's like we never hear these things about Root. We hear him say. Okay, the guy hasn't scored a test hundred in Australia. Never in my life have I heard anyone say that Root has bowled more overs in a series than more runs he's made. That is just absurd. And also, I, I think with that that sort of dismissal that happened, I think that was more of a case of just uh, Root, you know, trying to have uh, probability on his side because he's played that shot many a time before, and it's resulted in success for him. And and that's what even even the commentators were mentioning. So that time, he just wasn't in the position to play, but he still played it. And so, of course, he was out. And ben Duckett, ben Duckett said the same thing. He said that nobody was commenting on Root playing that shot when that shot went for six against Cummins in the Ashes. Like, it goes like 50-50, you know what I mean? But again, there's no need for him to play that shot. He's, he's made runs without this basketball mindset. Let's keep that in mind. He's made a truckload of runs. I feel like basketball has elevated everyone's batting apart from Root's. Because he's like sort of like he seems confused as of late. Since the Ashes, he hasn't really done anything. He had a mediocre World Cup. And he was scoring runs before basketball too, you know? Like he was he already had like close to ten thousand runs. And then once basketball came along, he was just flowing for some time. But now I feel like he's lost his touch a little bit. 
I I think it's the approach. I think I think it's it's that's where like a bit of the um I guess not tact, but just like knowing when to kind of balance it with the basketball um is kind of like key for root because root is not like a naturally like um like basketball, like as you said, it hasn't like elevated his game like crazily, like like duck it or like crawly or something, right? So for him, it's more like, especially in like these situations, like England needed to just bat like out and see out like the first spells of Bumrah Siraj, et cetera, right? And then with Ashwin being absent, they could really capitalize on that and then, you know, get to, you know, basically get close to um, India's score. So Rube basically just needed to like steady himself for a little bit and then he could attack later. Um, so it's a bit of, it's just a bit of like knowing how to manage that like aggression still be kind of like, you know, not always like on the offense all the time. Um, yeah. And that would, I think, I think Farood especially, cause like, he's still like, I think the glue that England's batting and like, he doesn't need to play a shot. It's like, yeah, he can. And yeah, it can, it can pay off, but like, it's, it's about knowing when to do it. It's not like always just like, oh, I can't do it. Like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Um, yeah. Um, on the su- subject of basketball, I, as much as I appreciate it, I do want to take a second to sort of talk about the negatives of the mindset or the sort of um, culture that it's creating for the team. Because I saw a statement just um, like a couple of hours ago from Ben Duckett saying that, um, like they're they're basically taking credit for the way Jaswell and other aggressive uh, batsmen test have been playing. They said that they invented this sort of... Do you know why that's the most stupidest thing? Because before basketball was even a thing, Risha Punt was literally doing this on demand. My point exactly. He Risha, was... Exactly. Risha Punt has been doing it. Adam Gilchrist was doing it. And Adam Gilchrist was way before Ben Duckett was even a thing. Um, who else has done it? Travis Head has elevated his game immensely in that Ashes series where they sort of wiped the floor with England. And that was before basketball, was it not? Absolutely. And and just and just to add on to all of this, I feel like the the sort of media responses that the England players give when things don't go their way or or when things are like they 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 have this heightened sense of ego as a result of basketball. And that's just my opinion. But they have been giving some really wild answers whenever, you know, questioned by the media and i think that's that's coming with this with this mindset that they have like okay on 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 one hand it's been good for them because they're a, a more confident team but i've also noticed that since basketball has started you have players like like ben duck just you know you know going on about perhaps the most stupid propositions that they made like this is just one of them uh, i mean and you have someone like like Barristow trying to defend uh his his uh wicket when in reality that was just purely on him and i i i feel like it's also bringing a sense of like entitlement to the team that they really shouldn't be having which also kind of explains why people have a lot more respect for australia than they do for england i feel i mean at this stage yeah i mean also like baz mccullum himself was one of those players you guys also you guys also have to remember that australia has won titles they have historically won so many titles. England recently have begun to win titles with the 2019 World Cup and obviously the 2022 T20 World Cup. But Australia has stuck to a formula that has worked across generations after generations and they keep on winning. Like, it's unbelievable. They have the World Test Championship wrapped up. They won the T20 World Cup in 2021. 
ODI World Cup, they they won as well. They just won the under-19 World Cup. The women's team is doing even better. Like, what, what more do you want? And and even when um, Australia loses, they, they lose with a sense of humility and a, a sense of, like, we know where we went wrong and we'll, we'll come back. Whereas England yeah, I, I actually goes do out agree. of their way to make excuses. I actually do agree with what you're saying here because uh, I'm not sure if... I'm, I'm freaker. I know you have seen it. I'm not sure if Nine has seen it. There's something on Prime Video and it's called The Test, right? And um, season two has... I've, like, seen, I've seen it. I've seen both seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there's a statement in season two where um, they cover the... Um, when Tim Payne steps down as, as test captaincy and when Cummins is about to take over, they pan, they uh, the guy's like interviewing Warner and then Warner was talking about the India series and he was saying that India simply outplayed us. He said that, that they, they weren't good enough. And I feel like if... That same underdog India team went to England and played basketball and won. The English players would not be giving the Indian players credits the way the Australian players did. That's just me. I think it's, I think it's two things, right? I think regardless of what Tim Payne like did, the whole like everything, right? Um, and obviously he should have stepped down. He oh, did. Ignore that. Ignore that. That's irrelevant. I was trying. Yeah, to, and that was the end of his career. I was, to, I was trying to talk on the whole basis of attitude and accepting defeat. Even though Australia is seen as like an arrogant team and a team that kind of doesn't care, the England players show more ego and attitude after they lose, especially the test team. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say like the one thing that he did is like he helped transform. It was basically the test season one. He helped transform the Australia team after the um, the sandpaper gate basically in 2018. Um, and so as a result of that, like from there up to like 2019, and then throughout. Um, I think, I mean, the culture within the team has actually changed. Um, if you look at like Warner and Smith and some of these other guys, like they were a lot more like kind of bullish and just like, like aggressive and kind of like almost like rude and everything. Um, but I think it's, I mean, you look at like, especially Warner, like his band and everything and Smith. Um, and then the, like all the changes that have happened, like, I think Australia is sort of, they've reached a more like, they've, they've had to change, um, and kind of look within themselves. Um, and now they're not. So, so I think it actually is like a little bit of a cultural change within the team. Whereas I think England's almost the opposite. Like because of bas- uh, like basketball and everything, they become this like what Australia used to be, I feel like, like 10 years ago and everything, which is like, you know, super like aggressive, like kind of rude, but even more so, like even more so because they don't have the trophies, like you said, to back it up. Australia throughout, like even before when they were like kind of aggressive and the most like kind of hated team or whatever, they still had the trophies to back it up. England don't have they still don't have that, um, and so yeah, it's it's annoying. But I was gonna I was just gonna say real quick, like Baz McCollum himself also was like one of the aggressive players, um, you know, like before. Oh yeah, yeah. In terms of like the he, aggressive, so him and, and Stokes mindset. I guess I guess he's speaking more on Test cricket. I didn't see enough of Baz in Test cricket to know if he was as aggressive. He was, uh, he was, he was aggressive. Like he was, he carried New Zealand, like even in test cricket. Like he, he would, I wouldn't say, I would, I wouldn't say he carried because for most of his career, he did have Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor literally right behind him. He did, but like he, he's still like, he's still like propelled. No, 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 no. Carry is the wrong word. He, de- he definitely did play well. All right, he propelled, he propelled the innings. But like, I'm not saying he, yeah, he, he was kind of like what Rowett was doing in the uh, 2020. But like, but like if you had a collapse, I feel like like a collapse as in like they're four down, five down, and you kind of need a lower order, like uh, um Baz was like one of your guys to like, you know, give the like he just he would just go after the ball, you know. Um I don't what does that mean? Oh yeah, and Sewag as well. Sewag, Sewag's also but Sewag is an opener. 
but he was also like you know pretty good. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, but in test, I mean in um, limited overs cricket, a bad. Yeah. The, yeah, the whole the whole notion of like, like, I don't know, like basketball being. You know the thing like, is, you know what the thing is, and I'm gonna emphasize this towards Ben Duckett specifically. Like, the guy did jack, like he didn't do anything before Baz. All of a sudden, Baz came and he changed his mindset. He started getting hundreds. Now this guy's talking like he's like Don Bradman of this era, and it's starting to get me a little mad because what have you done in your career to come out and say these kinds of statements? Because see, the other thing is like. The, all the pitches, like they still really haven't played against like super tricky wickets, um, and everything. They have, right? they have, they have, they have. They have. Inside, uh, I mean, a couple times, but like uh, uh, the, the Ashes uh, wasn't really that tricky of a wicket. Okay, okay, but the South Africa series when they played them at home in twenty twenty two, right? And they one that of those that, that, that Lord's wicket, that Lord's wicket, South Africa won within three days, bro. Yeah, yeah, and that that was my point. I was gonna say like they've when they have played against. Like on like kind of tricky tough wickets they like and then just going you're after also, the- you also you also have to remember that's the start of the basketball grant a lot of players that started with basketball are still there but like the openers have changed like you have D- Duckett is playing instead of Alex Reeves. Um, yeah Brooke wasn't even like these like the pre basketball Brooke, Brooke was not there Rehan Ahmed was not there uh who else was in the damn middle order I'm trying to remember. Pope was on and off. Now Pope is playing a lot better. Um, yeah, but he was he was still there. He was there for a Matthew bit. M- Matthew Potts hasn't played in a long time, like in an eleven, yeah. because Mark Wood and Anderson. I mean, Mark Wood after the Ashes has been phenomenal. I, I still want to see Wokes in the team. I, I don't know why they do this shit with Wokes. Wokes, so. Indian, they, what use will they have of Wokes in Indian conditions though? If they have Anderson, no, the, the, have, I mean, they have Anderson, but like Wokes. Like, so are you saying so are you saying they drop like Rehan Ahmed for Wokes? Because they, they won't drop Hartley. Hartley has been bowling well. They're, no, I just I just mean Anderson, 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 like Anderson, Anderson, Anderson has been bowling well. Wood took like three early wickets in the first innings. Who do you drop for Wokes? No, I'm not saying have him in eleven. I just I, I fear England would would hesitate to just compete him in general because of after the ODI World Cup. In terms of seeing, like, okay, we'll have better options even in Test cricket, and so we might not play him like in the future and everything. Because um, honestly, Wokes and Wood, like when they came back in the Ashes, like they they saved England, like a like that third Test match was Wokes and Wood basically, um, and it showed because they, they got and, and, and a bit of Stokes and a bit of Stokes and a bit of Stokes, but like who was the like when they chased it down? It was Stokes. No, Stokes was. I'm, yeah, they did chase it down, but you're not going to talk about Harry Brooks scoring like seventy odd crucial runs when wickets were falling around him in the second innings. Right, and, and he got out with like got crucial wickets of like Smith or like whatever it is, etc. I, I understand that, but you also have to make runs, and it's not it's not Mark Wood's job to make runs, nine. It's guys like no, Brooks. But, but Wokes was there to help them make runs. So I'm, I'm saying, not saying I'm not saying he wasn't there. I'm just saying that there are other players that also contribute. Like Stokes, if Stokes didn't doesn't make eighty in that first innings, the, it's not going to be a close because di- Marsh had scored hundred. He was the one that propelled Australia's innings after like a semi top order. Right, and who got him out? Wilkes. Okay, but that's like it so doesn't. That's my that. point is that he he was. I'm just oh he was god. one of the match winners in that in that in that series. Oh my god! I think the point. Oh, okay, I I can see some of your points. Uh, no, I think hold on, hold, the- on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, Wokes got him. That nine, that doesn't matter. He still scored the ton. Like, I know, I know. That's not my point. My point, I was just trying to say that. Your point that- is so baseless because you're literally saying, oh, that test match was Wokes and Wood. They played really well and they were two standout performers, but it wasn't just all of them. 
as far as England is concerned, it wasn't just all them. If Stokes doesn't make 80 in that first innings, they they probably would have have faced a deficit of 70, 80 runs. Brooke made like 70 when wickets were falling around him in that last inning. So no, it wasn't just Wilkes and Wood. Right, but I'm saying in the in the context of that match, like England needed that match to stay in the series, and they brought these two guys back, and then they were they were probably like the standout performance in that, in terms of all like all around contributions across all okay, four. Now, now you just changed what you were going to say, but go ahead, Shrika. What were you saying? What I was saying was I think this uh, this all falls into the bigger context of um, England not neglecting the fact that they have Wokes as a player. Because, or at least particularly in in the test side, um, where because they have an abundance of pace options and they have just, I mean, in in general, they seem to know what kind of bowlers they want. But um, and, and like that's the thing is, I think this all plays into the into the bigger context of like they need to make sure that like yes, they recognize that Wokes is very much still available for them in in the longest format and that they can use him because. Um, as as good as Mark Wood is as both a bowler and a batsman, in the event that uh, Wood is gone, because I honestly I I can't imagine a scenario where where Anderson's injured. He's he's such an injury uh, free guy. But um, in the event that Mark Wood is gone, I, I feel like Chris Wilkes would probably be a good replacement. Yeah, I mean the guys like I mean ever since he came back from injury in the Ashes, right? Like he's been that's what I'm saying. He's been like performing. Uh, generally in test cricket, at least, and he's a solid. I mean, he's a solid all-rounder option as well. Um, obviously, his his stats are much more. Um, they're way better at home than than like abroad. Like he actually, he hasn't performed really that well abroad. Um, I think in Ashes twenty twenty one, he actually didn't do too bad. But you know, that was also just England or bad in general. In the, in the Ashes. Um, yeah. Also, I interesting mean, Ollie Robinson. Uh, He's a, I don't know. I always think of him as one of the like most glaring examples of like bad ball and kind of being like very brash and like when there's there's no real like basis like to back it up in terms of like you know skill and everything. Yeah, and that's just the thing that comes with that like sort of team culture and mentality. But um, I I also wanted to kind of use this to segue into teams that have probably um sort of. I don't know, more developed a positive uh, sort of, you know, team environment, team culture in, in the last few years. And immediately I, I, I'm thinking of teams like Afghanistan and the Netherlands, uh, because, you know, these teams have really come from a place of almost no respect. Uh, well, I, I guess respect isn't the right word, but um, they haven't been seen until recently as um, like actual competitors for the 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 title so to speak and especially with Afghanistan I mean we we saw what they did in this um this past World Cup and just e- even before that and same goes for Netherlands where they really have been coming into their own they're not really being considered minnows anymore I guess and that's a really good sign I think for um you know cricket as as a whole because you don't want the same four teams or same five teams dominating uh every every like event or just you know because it. It really broadens up the game, but it also uh, gives hope to you know other other teams as well. That like, hey, you guys have you know are are capable, and you know that like it's a lot more interesting that way because you have different matchups. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, 
it also shows like the potential within well afghanistan's now like a full member for a bit but um within like the associations and how cricket really should um expand and if it does it'll just be like you know for the better you know um yeah and like even i guess we uh thinking about zimbabwe i mean they've developed their game nicely but yeah like i mean i i guess to me i think the this uh, sort of advent of um you know these smaller teams really coming into their own is is a huge uh, huge plus for cricket in general and i mean I, I already said that but um i think because you're also getting uh in turn you know some players who previously haven't been recognized um into the the limelight like and we already saw this with i guess like for, for example ireland's a good team to use cuz someone like joshua little has finally been or uh was was offered an IPL contract and he's he's been playing with the Gujarat Titans and you know that that's kind of the sort of um you know a, approach that you want to see where you have um smaller teams and and their players get um oppor- like bigger opportunities and then also therefore they're not considered quote unquote smaller teams anymore they're just considered teams like and i i, I think that's also like a large part of just how fans label the the team so to speak it's like oh this team is a big team this team is like a like like a dominant force and then you have this team which is like you know like they're like a min and and i and that's where like these these labels come in and that's a large part i think of how we also just rate players it's like oh let's let's take a look at this player's stats oh they they do great against like the big four i guess and like wow they're a, a good player but if they score those same runs against smaller teams, automatically they're, they're not rated as highly. When I feel like the reality of it is it shouldn't matter unless it's like, and I, I, I hate to use this, this example, but I'm sure you guys will agree. But like, Bobber's stats are not comparable to Virat's. And I've, I'm, I'm going to keep em- emphasizing this because of the fact that a, right. a large part of Bobber's stats come from... I don't want that guy being named in the same conversation as as Coley because the the sort of argument has gotten. You literally texted me, Shrieker. You said that Kane Williamson has literally shut the door when it comes to Bob Rosen being in the quote unquote Fab Five. Absolutely, yes, because and and exactly because the thing is, Bobber's stats as much of a good player he is. Don't get me wrong, but in especially in recent times, his stats have been coming from teams like Nepal and Zimbabwe, and you know what I mean and. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But when he has like sort of gotten on a roll, he he is an attractive batsman to watch. That I will give to him. It is just a case of again, I I this is all I think this Virat Babur debate. Firstly, I don't think it's a debate. Secondly, it's just something so that Indian Pakistan fans can just bitch at each other in Instagram comments and um repost on TikTok and retweets on Twitter and whatnot. There's so much difference between the two, and it's like they go off. Oh, look at Kohli versus Bobber after 100 innings. If we go by their logic, Ashwin is a better Test batsman than Bob Rosen. And if we go off of uh, off of that logic, I mean, Ashwin is technically supposed to be a better Test batsman than Gil. Which, okay, that's a different debate. But the point is, you can't use senseless stats like that to to compare players. It's it doesn't make sense because you need to compare apples to apples, not 
apples to say, oranges. I would say Bauer is outside the Fab Four, but he's going to have to wait just as much as guys like Rohit and Warner because the Fab Five is unfair to those two players respectively because outside of the Fab Four, they've been the two most dominant players. Absolutely. And, and that's because think about the contribution that Rohit and Warner have had to the game. These guys are like... They are arguably some of the best openers. Okay, I'm not even arguably. They just are the best openers that we that we've seen across uh, all formats in this last decade. Three three ODI double centuries, and let's not forget Warner has won a Player of the Tournament in the T20 World Cup. Rowett was playing out of his mind in 2019, and he played well in 2023 as well. And even Warner was playing, you know, really good in 2020. I mean, apart from the knockouts, he was playing really well in 2023. Um. ODI World Cup, and I know people are going to say, oh, but Manov, Root, Root didn't have a good World Cup. Smith didn't have a good World Cup. So you guys should be a little more respectful on Bobber's case. That's exactly the problem, is you can't draw that comparison to Root's World Cup to Bobber's World Cup because of the fact that, you know, you also have to consider... Well, I mean, first of all, you have to consider Babra's uh, performances over the last few years across all formats. Most of his runs have been stemming from, you know, playing quote-unquote smaller teams, or when he does score runs, they have come at a very, very uh, low strike rate. And the the few knocks that he does play well are not the majority. So that's, like, problem number one right there. Second thing is, Root has been consistently able to, you know, prove that and over a long period of time that he's able to, you know, put up a performance and score runs. And so that's where that that difference is. And that's also why you can't compare Babur to Vera, as you said, because Vera has shown it. Root has sh- everyone in the Fab Four has shown over a long period of time that despite this, they can bounce back. I'm not saying Babur can't bounce back, but I'm saying that the the yeah, starting will, point of the isn't even close. I will cut you off for just a second before we uh, give Nine the uh, the key to the city. But um, if we look at most international runs among active cricketers, obviously Kohli's ahead by by a big margin. He's nearing twenty seven thousand. But Rohit and Warner have more than Williamson and Smith. Yet they aren't in the Fab Four. But people are trying to tell me that Bob Rosam is in the Fab Four because he has a similar play style as the rest of the Fab Four members. Yeah. Right. And that's like that that it's almost disrespectful. Sorry, Nyan, for cutting no, up. Can you can you let Nyan talk? Nyan, go ahead, Nyan talk. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was gonna say. But it's also like it's not just about like your play style. I mean, you could say like Jesus, I could say like, I don't know, like Siraj is like cover drive or like drive down the yeah, ground. yeah. Like the, I, I understand, of the, I understand. Of the, when I say the final was amazing but you know I, when I say like play style I mean right-handed batsman quote-unquote all formats uh he can accumulate runs in different ways I mean that's essentially what like guys like Kane and Coley are because they can play aggressive when they need to play aggressive they can play defensively if, if the situation permits them to or they could just be accumulating at run a ball that's what makes those guys so special but Bobber's ability to do that at the start of his career, I think, is what made him part of the discussion. But recently, I mean, he struggled against Australia. New Zealand, he played well, but his team just didn't support him. 
they lost that series, what, like 4 1 or something? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like in Australia, there was like a couple of moments, and I mean, we were actually watching this. I think all of us were watching this chess match. Um, and I think it was the second. Yeah, we, did. we did. We did. We did. We, we watched the second test match at second my house. Second test match, right? And I think I was like, we were we were saying, right? Like, Bobber like got in because they were, you know, they lost. I remember Shrika was entirely focused when Bob Rosin was batting, and then he got out, and all of us were just like, wow. Like, we were. <laughs> no, but that, that was the thing because Bobber, Bobber got. He, you know, he, he got, got himself like in yeah, fourteen. He... He got to twenty or something. We were, we actually had a bet of like how many runs he would score. I think I said like twenty-seven or something. And he got like twenty or out of the seventeen. Yeah, yeah. He said he but got. That's the thing. He he got in enough that someone of a higher quality of the Fab Four, in that moment when there was some pressure, you you first of all like you have the mentality you're able to like handle the pressure and then give it back, right? Um, and so I think everyone else in the Fab Four, like they would have probably had that um that ability right um and they would have scored like you know runs and everything when when their team needs them and that's the thing with bobber is like he got like 20 runs or something he would get like a start and just get out and that's where like the application and like you can either go the williamson way which is like you're literally just grinding out the runs grinding down the opposition and then seeing your team through or i mean um if uh, if in a in a way that pays off in basketball which is like you just got an attack which is like what Duckett did earlier um and what's Rude's trying to do but he's failing but Bobber doesn't do that like he just he, he makes like 20s and he just gets out um and so I, that's why I think like like what you guys are saying like against the bigger teams in pressure situations can he like pull up can he make a score and more often than not he can't and it's just like you know so I I think for him the mentality and like you really have to have like that that mindset of just like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to like be the person for my team. Like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, you know, score on strong team. I'm going to get my team to victory or try my hardest. And, you know, too often Bobber is just like mediocre. He's mediocre as a captain. I think he's mediocre in his mindset. Um, and I think he just, he kind of relies a little bit on like a comfortability because um, he knows that like the box side team, they're like everyone, like, you know, they're fans of his and everything. Um, so I, I think, I don't know. I feel like Bobber would need like a reality check. Like you need someone to be like, yo, like you got to actually score. Like you, like you can't settle for just like relying on winning against Bangladesh and like Sri Lanka when they come to Pakistan or whatever. Like you got to actually score. So I think the um, comparison between Bobber and members of of the Fab Four, and this this might be a strange analogy, but it's it's sort of like saying that. Um, Taylor Swift is better than the Beatles. Like you, you have to consider the circumstance, right, in which uh, they've they've come to perform. That's the main point there, right? That's exactly what you have to consider. The Beatles have risen to popularity during a time where they didn't have um, social media. Taylor Swift did. Same thing here. You have to consider the circumstance of. Like you can't say that just because Taylor Swift has as many followers or sorry more uh, followers on Spotify, like you you have to think about logical comparison if that makes sense. I mean, and I yes, that was that I, was I very out of left field. I get that, but I I was yeah, trying to. I can't I can't really speak on uh, either Taylor Swift or <laughs> um, the Beatles. Uh, like in in the comparison relating to cricket, um, because I mean I just I'm not as knowledgeable as in music I guess as you are, Shaker. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can I can kind of see your point there. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think what we're trying to say is just like that there, it's just like a, there's a huge gulf and there's a huge gap. But I, th- I, I would say the one thing is with that is the Beatles and Taylor Swift were, um, I mean, it's crazy that I'm using this comparison, but there, there are different times, like there are different time periods and like different like ages or like uh, eras, right? But Bobber is, it's not like Bobber, like I feel like that, that analogy was Stan Moore if you're talking about like the Fab Four or like Bobber versus like, um, you know, like the, like Tendulco era, or like 2000s or whatever, right? But because Bobber is only like, he's pretty much the kind of age of like the rest of the Fab Four, like ish, like he's only a couple years younger. You know, like he, you know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like in terms of eras, like if you're trying to say like he's like he's younger or something, so whatever. Like I don't think that holds up. I'm um, gonna be honest. Regardless of his age, like even if he was like the same age as the current Fab Four, I still don't think he would be in it to make it a Fab Five. It just doesn't make sense to me. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Like even even now, like he's he's what like thirty and he's played like I don't even know how many matches like he's 30, played. He's thirty, yeah, yeah. And he scored what ten nine centuries, but how many of those have been against like the top sides? He um, scored. He scored one ninety six against a top Australia team. Um, that was in Lahore, though. On I mean, people are trying to say that it's a difficult wicket because of the way the game ended up turning. I think Pakistan drew it with like two or three wickets left in hand or something like that after being like bowled out for like one fifty in that first innings. Um, but again, as I think Shrikram mentioned it, you have to score when the team needs you to score. And guys like Williamson has done it in a final, T20 World Cup final. Holy has done it in a, in a lot of knockout and crunch games for India. Um, both when his team was in trouble and when himself as a player was getting scrutinized over, oh, Vidar can't perform here, he can't perform there. Uh, Warner has done it in T20 World Cup finals. Rohit has done it in ICC knockouts, I'm sure. Root. Same situation. And then we look at like look at the innings Kane Williamson played in the T20 World Cup final, and then look at the innings that Bob Rosen played in the T20 World Cup final. They're so drastic. And not to mention Bob Rosen's an opener. Kane Williamson came at number three and just propelled New Zealand to like 170 on that Dubai pitch, which was just a disaster of a World Cup. Yeah, and so it, it really comes down to stepping up when the team needs it and in in the sort of uh, i mean i keep saying circumstance but that that's the best word i think is you have to step up at the right time in the right place it doesn't matter and i i think anayan mentioned earlier like you can't settle for like okay i beat this team that's good enough or i you know i we we won these matches that, that that's that's good enough you basically every match you have to be willing to give your 100% and like you need to have that mentality of I'm going to see my team o- over the line. And that's where I think Barbara has been falling short, especially as of late. Speaking he's not of, converting. He's not converting at all. Speaking of stepping up, I think this is a, this accurately fits and segues nicely into the conversation of Johnny Bairstow because he scored like jack shit. He's done jack shit this series, basically. Um, and I think just ever since, I think he's like deer in headlights ever since uh, the Alex Carey run out, honestly. Is he he's still a bit uh, you know shook from from the he's, fact he's, that yes you know cricket has laws he's like okay well what speaking do you mean? Of, what do you mean speaking of the uh, England India test what happened to Jaiswal why did he retire hurt uh, from, from what I understand it was just cramps uh, 
And but he was like he was like holding his back or something. I saw that on social media, but I don't know the full extent of the situation. Yeah, no, it was just it was just mainly just uh, he was he was feeling like unwell. Like I mean, or, I feel like if, if, just they, if, if they pulled him out for him to take a rest, that makes no sense because we actually end up losing Rajat Pati there after Jaiswal retired hurt, which was uh, very unfortunate. Um, again, I don't think we should blame Pati there because you know what is it? What is it? His second Test match or something. He'll 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 fit into the system. I'm sure he's a, he's a fantastic player. Um, that does bring on and Sarfraz Khan finally makes his Test debut, and he he was very impressive. I gotta say, he was very impressive. No, absolutely. But I just before we touch it, say touch on Sarfraz. I wanted to go back to your point on Fatih there. I think there's a lot of things going for him and against him, but the main thing is that the spot that Fatih is competing for. Is very sought after in this uh, in this test side for for India because once Virat comes back and then once you know Shreyas Iyer comes back and you think about the sort of like no 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 no, no logistics no. there uh, they actually cannot persist with Shreyas Iyer. I, I was about to say this like I'm with Manav like they're not gonna keep with Shreyas Iyer. It's gonna be Pati there or Safraz I think Pati there Safraz I think, and Kohli coming back yeah Kale oh yeah. We do have Kale. We keep on and then punt and then punt. So it's going to be punt, Kale, and like in in terms of priority, it'll be punt as soon as he's fit. Um, like when they're all fit, ideally, it'll be punt, Kale, and then you know Sarfraz, Pati there, whatever. Punt, so they're going to be all fighting punt, for the corner. Punt, Kale, Sarfraz, Pati there. Pati there, yeah. Who else is there? Gil, of course. Gil. So Gil will be at three, right? So then it, they're all fighting for one they spot. Can- Pretty they much. could have. They they aren't necessarily fighting for one spot. I mean, Pandey and Gill, all both of them can easily play between positions like three and. I mean, Gill can open. Pandey can play between like three and six. I want to say, but I wouldn't keep him down that low. If you um, have if you have Gill opening, that actually probably works out because in terms of the future, like Gill and Jaiswal, I know, but it, Gill and Jaiswal opening in the future would be good. But if that's the case, Rohit would have to you know Rohit. No, 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 that's what I'm saying for the future. Like that's what yeah. Rohit. For the, for the future is good, but right now it's more of a dilemma because of. I mean, I mean this in the most respectful way. Obviously, Virat and Rohit have been like the great, some of the greatest players to play the game, but th- them being in the team is sort of making it more difficult to pick players yeah. because with both of them gone, it makes it easier to pick because if they both go. I'm sure Gil would open again, which leaves number three wide open. When Punt comes back, he's going to challenge guys like, um, I want to say, Sarfraz and um, Kale for that for that position. Although I do think that Sarfraz and Punt, both of them should be in the team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think I think it's, if, if Jaiswal and Gil are both opening and that leaves, you know, number three, number four, number five, it's be easier, and then obviously when Kohli, they, they, they could. I mean, yeah, but they could also have KL at three or something like that. They, they could have like, like they could probably have KL at four, and then like you'd have like Pati there at three, Gil so, opening, Jaiswal opening, Sarfraz, 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 Punt, Jadeja, Jadeja, Ashwin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If that's the case, there's no need to play Dhruv Jarel or KS Bharat. Well, yeah, yeah. So, because because you have you have you have like three or four keeping options, right? You have like you'd have Punt, you'd have Kale if needed, and then you have like Sarfraz if needed or something. It, it, no, he's not a keeper, wait. Sarfraz isn't a keeper. I'm sorry. Um, Putty there. I think Putty there is a keeper. You'd have Putty there if necessary, like barely. Um, that'd also be a crazy middle order combo, like the potential for runs in that middle order, like from, I mean, just that whole the whole batting lineup from Jaiswal to Gill all the way down to like. 
Jadeja Ashwin. It would be crazy. Let's not forget Dave the Particle, who's also in uh, waiting as well. He's been good in domestics. I understand he's been a bit of a joke in IPL, but um, you know, in domestics, he has been keeping up his performances. Um, Abhimanyu Iswaran is is there. Uh, Priyank Pancho. There's so many young talents that India has that can sort of cover up. I don't want to say replace, but sort of cover up the void that the seniors are going to leave behind. Because Jadeja is almost as old as Kohli, right? So I'm sure like he's also gonna like we're taking Jadeja's time for granted. I feel, bro, because he's like yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have I, Kohli and Jadeja. I think just because of their fitness, they will last longer than like Rohit Sharma, for example. I mean, but, but Rohit is Rohit is also older than the both of them, bro. Yeah, he's older by like a year or two, but but even then, but like, but I I think I I do think that some of these youngsters like, um, because there's so many of them. There's a better chance, like now, I guess, like we can see, like there's a better chance of like just more options in terms of batting. Whereas, like for like a couple of years, for like five years, we've been stuck with like just Pujara and Rahane and then dropping, undropping, and then just like keeping them. When instead, we could have easily just been like kind of getting some of these guys in and like, because like Data can play, he's more of like a long format, like kind of number four type of guy, right? Like he can, he can play like proper innings. So he could play in the middle order. Uh, I think Iswaran is an opener or punchable. One of them is an opener, um, you know. And then and then you have like all the other guys we mentioned, um, you know. So I mean, and then and then you have the guys like Washington Sundar who are like if he does well with the bat, like he like his debut and everything, he's pretty solid. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of options there, um, so it's kind of exciting. I, I think India's concern is probably their bowling, honestly, if they keep non-selecting like the guys who should be selected. Yeah, and just sort of uh, touching on that point, I think um, what I was saying about um, Patidar was the fact that we also tend to ex- expect a lot from debutants. So I feel like that sort of comes with this weight of like, okay, we have to assess this player and see if, if they're giving us you know results w- within the first few matches that they're playing and then as a result you know that kind of plays into the who do we pick for the side and um you know how frequently are, are we dropping these players and then how frequently are they are they coming back it's good to have uh, you know healthy competition amongst the team and like sort of bench strength but again there's a lot of bench strength in batting where's the bench strength in bowling and I'm not considering Avesh Khan and Mukesh Kumar to be bench strength bro they're not any strengths they're, they're bench weakness bro yeah they are bench weakness exactly but they are the, yeah, that's, that's the bowling pretty. bowling has to be just I mean it's just as important as batting so it's like do you have we to have, have options? They're just not utilizing them. Like I, nothing. I understand, I understand that, but no one. If we can't, like, they won't be picked unless the selectors don't pick them. That's the problem. Like, it's it's the selectors are just like ignoring people, and I also feel like there's just kind of like a lack of like like these guys should be like kept tabs on. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're injured, it's like okay, like why are they injured? Let's get them back in the squad. Like, like it's kind of this whole thing of like you're in and then you're out and you're forgotten about for like two years and then you come back like it's like there should be like a whole like kind of planning or like there should be better like preparation and planning and like tracking for guys that like hey like they could become our like pace battery in like a couple years and etc you know what i mean like can you imagine like 
Gafit Umran, Kartik Tiagi, Shiva Mavi, um, Kamlesh Nagarakoti, you know, et cetera, right? Like, and they're all good, like quality, like consistent and like high pace. And you have like, um, I mean, you have like some, I mean, you have like the spinners we have right now um, and everything. I mean, the Usher, and then I know Jada is going to go in a bit, but like, you know, he'll probably play for a little bit and then Usher, like, it's just, it, it gives you like more options, like Washington Sundar when he comes in and stuff like that. Although I have to say, I don't think good players have always had their um, skill rewarded or their performance rewarded. And I, I think there's no better example of that than Karun Nair. Like, whatever happened to that guy, right? He scored 300 and then got dropped and then never, never, you know, picked again. So, like, that's perhaps one of the biggest mysteries ever in, in terms of selection. Right now, we have a lead of, what, 322 runs? For the love of God, can we not collapse like we always do in this damn test series, man? Because there's so many chances where we could have just put the game to bed and all of a sudden we lose two quick wickets and then boom, there it goes. England's back in the game. We just bat, bro. Just bat. It's it's going to be day four, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so just bat. Like we said earlier, just bat. Just bat. And then... Because, um, we, yeah, we're, our lead is already 300 plus. Uh, and, and see, this is this is where like Jaiswell getting retired hurt is annoying because if it was just like cramps or something, like or like he should like try to come back in, but like it gave England a bit of an opening and the popular getting out. Like now we have to like it's like Gill and then like it kind of it sort of took the edge off like India's like you know dominance on the day. Um, but if we just bat for like most of the day and just for like two sessions and get the lead like above five hundred, you know, and 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 we're good. Um, basically don't do a, don't do an England, like what England did yesterday. We just can't do that. Basically. I don't think we're going to collapse. I mean, I think, uh, each player has sort of understood what they're up against, like this, this England team. And I feel like they also have a sense of responsibility as to, or rather they, they understand what their role is and what's needed from them. And I think. You know, uh, that plus sort of uh, the, I guess, uh, fearlessness of the newer players in, in particular, Sarah And I, I think uh, even Dhruv Jurel also fits right into that. Uh, both of them have been, you know, contributing very nicely. And I think as long as, you know, we're not making any simple or like rash mistakes, like, um, I don't know. Uh, trying to reverse scoop uh, bowlers when you're still very early into your innings. Yeah, you should be fine. All right. Uh, any last thoughts before we end off today's episode? It's been a bit of a weird episode today, but we've, we've got a lot covered. Um, I do want to mention uh, briefly, I, I did mention Ashwin at the beginning. First of all, what a legend, but also, um, of course, he's 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 currently going through something I I uh, do hope that everything is okay with him and we wish no, nothing but the best for him. Let's keep him in our thoughts and uh, our prayers. Of course. Um, but to to end on a, a lighter note, 
when when he comes back, of course, we can expect a double century from him, can we not? Triple century, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I see. So so after he uh, he has scores a, a triple century, he, after he, he comes back, he dropped too. People are gonna forget about Warner and stuff like that, and Ashwin will be the new lead. He'll be he'll, he's gonna break Mahela's record of three seventy four, bro. He's gonna get three seventy nine. I'm telling you. Of course, of course, he will. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in, and uh, as always. Oh,